Hello, 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 my fact fiends. Welcome back to another terrifying episode of Let's Talk About the Facts with Elizabeth Fury. I am your captain of Screams today, and I have brought along a fan favorite, an old-time buddy, someone who screams louder than I do, Vaughn. My anxiety every time is just <laughs> like <laughs> I'm already on edge and why? <laughs> Nothing has happened. I started with that intro, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like checking my blood pressure. It, yeah, I know. I was like, it probably would have helped if I hadn't said captain of screams, but here we go. <laughs> It's like I do it on purpose. <laughs> I can like feel the like the room, like the light in the room dimming. Any candles that are lit are like they go out immediately. <laughs> I know. If this were a video call, you would have seen my face do that like that look of like now all of a sudden I'm Dr. Facilier. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Keith David for that role. Thank you. King. Um, he's an American treasure, a national treasure, if you will. Uh, and today, I think if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know Vaughn from multiple episodes and also referenced as one of our favorite scared people. I was going to say Freddy Cat, but then I was like, oh, that's rude. And then I said it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you've prefaced it. So now it like doesn't count. It's the Band-Aid before the wound, right? Yep, it did. I did. We mentioned you a lot in our last Alien episode because... You were the best person to have on an alien episode. You were like, don't put me on aliens. And then I was like, great, we'll do aliens then. Yeah, I was like, that was a challenge. So today we will be covering the Sorrel Weed House on 420. Did not plan that. So yes, we are recording on April 20th, 2021 about a house named the Sorrel Weed House. Forgive us for the jokes that will ensue. This is a haunted house, my dear Vaughn. I have not subjected you to this kind of treatment yet, but I mean, Band-Aid, rip. And also, I'm so excited because I just want to hear you be like, no, stop the car. I want to get out. (laughs) Right. But this was not that bad. I mean, you know, it is one of the more famous haunted houses in America that I didn't know about until I watched an episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved. And I was like, I need to know more. And um, another thing about it was the fact that this is the only one that they've seen a ghost in. And I say they, I mean, Ryan saw a ghost in it. Check out BuzzFeed Unsolved. I've referenced them before. No, I don't get paid for it, but I love that show. Um, but allow me to introduce it to you as written by my amazing research assistant slash associate producer slash awesome person, Skylar. All right. Are you ready? I'm, I'm starting to like bite my nails. Like I, <laughs> I, like I can sense when it, whenever I get uncomfortable, I grow quiet, which is like super noticeable for me, especially cause I'm like typically a chatty person, but yeah, I'm like I feel myself retreating, and no information has been shared yet. But I'm already <laughs> <the> title. 
See, I feel like you were SpongeBob when he's getting read the hash slinging slasher story and he's like eating his arms. Oh yeah, fully. <laughs> like I'm at the elbow already. <laughs> already, the Sorrel Weed House, on one edge of Madison Square in Savannah, Georgia, sits one of the finest and most infamous Southern architectural achievements, the Sorrel Weed House. The amber-colored home is shaped in a Greek revival aesthetic, and it has evoked strong feelings in locals and tourists alike for decades in Savannah's historic district. Those emotions are largely rooted in the rumored supernatural events, confirmed historical ones, and what has given Sorrel Weed House its air of mystery. Da-da-da. He wasn't ready for that. So let's talk about the Sorrel Weed House. You're thinking, why does it have two names? Like, why does anybody have two names? Well, you know, sometimes there's two people involved. So this house was built in 1829. That's how far back we're going to go. Oh, okay. All right. You know. I got to say something. Why Why are all American ghosts like, oh, Revolutionary War, oh, a Civil War? Like, there are other people who have died in this country that have far more angrier things to be angry about. Right. Where are they? Where are they? Like, I'm sorry. Just going to say it. Just going to say it. This is why I'm like, I've got my skepticals on. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so I do remember seeing uh, somewhere on the internet a person had posted and they were like, my one definitive proof that ghosts don't exist is that white people are still alive. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, huh, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Or at least like certain ones. Right. I'm like, come on, who is not haunting certain people's houses right now? Because... I'm just saying, you can't get that lucky every time. Seriously. All right. Anyway, we're going to chug a lug back to 1829. So at the time, this house was designed by a famed Georgian architect. His name was Charles Klusky. Don't care about anything other than he moved to Savannah in 1829 from New York City. So he was. Why? What? Wait. Savannah was popping back then. Yeah, I guess. But I'm still thinking, like, like, New York wasn't more popping? Probably not. It's probably, like, dirty. Well, I mean, every city's dirty. But, like, I don't know. Maybe he was like, oh, I'm going to go where I can buy acres of land. Fair. I don't like living on top of people. This is 1829, not 1929. Right. Also, I was just thinking 1929, bad year. Probably wasn't that great for us. Great Depression is coming. There's, there's better years, for sure. Yeah, we've had better years. <laughs> I've, I've not seen any of them, personally. I have not been alive for them. But, you know, hey, whatever. But he uh, apparently apprenticed under an architectural firm called Town & Davis. Don't know if they're still around, but if they are, that would be legit. So Kleski designed this, like, the old governor's mansion in... Milledgeville, and it's this majestic house built for Francis Sorel, the male Francis. 
not the female Francis. <laughs> Which, you know, sometimes matters. So he'd be a Frank, not a Frankette. Uh, 19, he lived from 1793 to 1870, and he was a wealthy shipping merchant and esteemed citizen of Savannah, so he probably sucked. So... One of Francis's sons was General Gilbert Moxley Sorrell. He would live 1838-1901. And he served as one of the youngest generals in the Confederate Army. Sucks to be you. Anyway. What I'm thinking about right now, I'm just like, I'm still processing these names. And I'm like, these are stupid they're like out of a book it's like give me a good old like a good literally a good old southern name i mean they did they it's like the most legitimate way to get one (laughs) they were there (laughs) (laughs) so he ends up selling the house in 1859 and the purchase was made by I did not read this, right? Uh, a man named Henry D. Weed. I hope to Wait. God he had the greatest time in school. Yeah, his last name was Weed. <laughs> who can I, like, who can speak about that? Me. I can speak about this, okay? I can make fun of anybody's last name I want to. Yeah. His last name was fucking Weed. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if that was a popular name for the plant yet. But I mean, at the same time, weeds were weeds. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. But yeah, that that, was... that has to be, I mean, there, there's just no fun to be had on the schoolyard, as I'm sure they called it back in the 1800s in Savannah. Y- yeah, you, you don't get by easily with a name like that. You can't. Yeah. I hope he didn't have like a brother named Richard because then he would be dick dickweed. Dickweed. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the swirly when you right. say that name. Dickweed. Flush so the toilet. Funny. <laughs> and th- were so they good. doing swirlies back then? Or, or I guess that would be were you just dunking people in outhouses or just collapsing them or I, I don't know. I think they would just push them into the pit. Oh the god. Pit of poop. The poop <laughs> pit. <laughs> gross don't you ever wonder what happened to those did they just get covered up i guess so and then a tree gets planted or something i would hope i don't know i'd hope too like do they just pick the outhouse up and move it who knows <laughs> but that's a real shithole if you ask me <laughs> oh god <laughs> but also thank um, you <laughs> yeah we were all thinking it um so he takes possession of this house Dickweed. I'm sorry. Henry D. Weed. Hank Weed. Hank Weed. Got you. <laughs> in 1862. And so it remained in the Weed family <laughs> <laughs> until 1914. So it is called the Sorrel Weed House. Big fan of the fact that they hyphenated. I really feel like that was a choice move. So this Sorrel Weed House has a reputation for being one of the most haunted buildings in Savannah and is a very prominent tourist attraction. So uh, what I know from footage and watching other like 
ghost hunter stories because one i can't go ghost hunt right now it's a pandemic and two i'm not going like i'm not gonna book a flight who's paying it'd be me it's like no right not today maybe maybe like on someone else's dime but not not this girl's and i know that the second floor of the house is condemned because like you know it's old right and so you can go down to the first floor and they do like a ghost tour and then there's like a semi basement floor i'm not going underground no well it's like a semi basement floor so my brother's house is kind of like this where he calls it double downstairs where it's like built to kind of into the side of a hill so it's downstairs but it's also like there's windows yeah like okay. on the side of hill, you know, like the garage is there, but it's still like the front door takes you into the middle level, so that's like the main level. Yeah, yeah. Dip down, you know, kind of like that. Uh, highly recommend watching footage of this house. If anything, it's super neat. Uh, so the two most prominent stories that would contribute to the haunting. Uh, involve Francis Sorrell's wife, Matilda, and his mistress, Molly. Dun, dun, dun! I love it. So let's talk about Matilda Sorrell. And you know how I feel about it. Murder. It was murder. We know it. Okay. So the beginning of the lore starts with the apparent suicide of Francis Sorrell's second wife, Matilda. So his first wife, Lucinda, allegedly, no, I'm kidding, (laughs) died of yellow fever in 1827, right? Get this shit. Lucinda and Matilda were sisters. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Like, what else would you do? But in 1859, which is close to when he sold the house, Matilda jumped to her death, allegedly, allegedly, Hmm. after, allegedly, Francis was discovered having intercourse with Molly, who was an enslaved black woman. Hmm. We described this intercourse as non-consensual, as, you know, there's no freedom of consent in that relationship. Right. So according to Sorrell's friend, Charles C. Jones, Matilda jumped from the second or third story window in a fit of lunacy you know i don't buy it wait so where was he to be saying to see this like okay like i have two questions sorry to stop you right here but just we (laughs) need to break this down place to stop me so okay for one how do you not know which floor it was was this a high rise that's what i said that's That's my first question i'm like um you either know one or the other like you can kind of tell in a jump how far and how are you clearly far enough away that you couldn't tell what story it was but close enough to identify it as lunacy Mm. (laughs) i couldn't see exactly where she fell from but she looked crazy when she did it what i mean mm -hmm. so details of that suicide were described in a letter jones wrote to his mother like a snitch into your mama Mm mm-hmm but I guess there's nothing else to do. So you're just like, you won't believe the crazy shit that just happened to me. So 
My wife's dead. Oh, I know. It's like I was there for some cigars and brandy, and all of a sudden I saw this bitch (laughs) jump. She got to be cray. And she slapped that ground like a pancake lunatic. (laughs) No other way. I'm just like, what the? So anyway, he did confirm that the suicide happened at the Sorrel Weed House, right? So, um, oh wait, sorry. He confirmed that it happened next door at 12 West Harris Street where the family lived after Sorrel Sorrel sold his house to weed. So, this, if his letter is true, that would mean that the rumors of the suicide happening at the Sorrel Weed were actually not true, despite the folklore being so persuasive that she it she does. And then um, in the reply, apparently Joan's mother is like, oh yeah, Matilda was so depressed for some time, although like nobody else knew that, but okay. She yeah. was also an active member of the board of the female asylum before her death and Ward was getting out and Ward getting out that she had a mental illness would have apparently been detrimental to her career. So I'm going to say his letter was bull. Yeah. Like, how are you going to know? Were you sleeping with her? Like, why are you all up in her business? Ooh, like that? twist. I kind of, I'd watch that movie. I'd watch that movie too. Like, <laughs> She says, making that conjecture. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would he sell the home and then she jump? Or why would he sell the home and then murder her? Like, you sell the home after you murder someone. That's yeah. how it's always, that's how it goes down. Also, like, why would everybody else be like, no, it happened here. And he'd be like, nah, it happened over here in a letter. But there's a doctor, there's police, there's right all sorts who are like, no, it happened here. We found the body. We buried her. Blah, blah, blah. There's the family. It doesn't make sense. Like, one letter saying that? Mm, no. Don't buy it. But anyway, it sounds like Charles C. Jones seems to Charles see his way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at myself. Okay. Sounds okay. like we need to shut the chuck up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I apologize profusely. <laughs> that was better than mine. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay. <laughs> now that we've shut the chuck up, let's talk about Molly. So, in regards to the even existence of Molly, we have some available records. I almost said records. Um... <laughs> Pointing to two potential women. So the first appears written on a manifest that did list enslaved black people transported by Francis Sorrell. So, of course, he's a piece of shit. And the manifest mentions a 28-year-old black woman by the name of Molly, who was transported from Savannah to New York in 1857, two years before... Matilda's tragedy. Uh-huh. It's unknown, however, if she ever returned to Savannah. The second involves a man named Charles Green, the owner of the Green Meldrum House across the street. 
Green also owned an enslaved woman named Molly during the time. Uh, just this makes me want to vomit. Um, it is possible that Green, who was Sorrell's friend, blah 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 blah, fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, after Matilda's death, people began to speculate why Francis Sorrell would have been attracted to a woman like Molly. Many began to say that Matilda must have been uns- under some sort of spell cast on her by Molly. I don't what I think if anyone was cast under a spell that would have been Frankie Sos himself yeah so what Molly whichever of these women she was was literally minding her black ass business here's my thing (laughs) here's what pisses me off too if that were possible don't you think instead of doing that if spells were possible like this, she would have just set herself free. Um, just practicality wise, she would have been like, "Okay, spell, I'm out of here. Catch a never, rickety dickety do." Like it's just like it's one of those things where it's like the plot is too thick here. Yeah. Like, why would she do that? There is nothing, like, in it for Molly. Yeah. Francis is not a good person. I've decided. I mean, if you can live with owning people, you're not a good person, so bye. Right. That's how that works. And if you give me that whole, it was up the times, bull. No. Not working for me. Whatsoever. Um... So, it's, you know, obviously because she was not of her own accord, I guess. More likely that Frankie Sows forced himself upon her. A very common, but never okay act of brutality. I mean, it's disgusting. Thank you. And a few weeks after Matilda's horrific death... Molly was apparently found in the carriage house uh, and had died by taking her own life by hanging. This is all alleged because we don't even know if she even existed. Yeah. Which is like also horrific. Like, I mean, we don't even know this person existed. So let's get into the paranormal activity. Because everybody who walks in this house should be fucking haunted. Okay, so, well, most everyone. Regardless of the accuracy of the location regarding Molly and Matilda, there are many, 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 many paranormal things that have happened and continue to happen in this house. For instance, many people feel strange sensations of nausea and choking in the basement. (laughs) Hmm. Others who consider themselves sensitive to psychic energy have described feeling panicked for no reason. I think that's called a panic attack. Yeah, you're just not breathing right, boo. Like, (laughs) it's called something bad here happened and I need to GTFO. Let's go. ASAP. Mm -hmm. That's like when you're, you know, with a real estate agent checking out houses and you're like, this house ain't right for me and my family's new start. 
And then the movie ends. <laughs> right. You know what? That's... We won't take it. Thank you. We, we won't take it. Thank you. We're good. You know what? I think maybe where we are at is the start that we can continue with. Okay, let's let's stay. I don't need this new job. Um, <laughs> sometimes visitors whose camera and cell phone batteries, they walk in with them fully charged, and then when they leave, totally drained of energy. Love that move. What a dick move. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. It's so great. Like, can you think about the most inconvenient thing you could do to somebody? I'll just take that battery. No big deal. Yeah. Um, so many question why such strange happenings would happen if Matilda um, did die not by her own accord somewhere else. Oh, wait. By her own accord somewhere else. Well, obviously... You know, I don't think she died by her own accord. I think she got pushed out of a window. That's just me. That's me saying Frankie here is sus. I said it. Yeah. I mean, either way, she, the, the spirit, right, would have have the grounds, the motive to stick around or, like, have unfinished business, right? Like, if it's... If it if it was a, a murder and if it was Frankie's doing, then yeah. obviously there's that motive there. But then also if there was if she was in such a state of duress that she did decide to take her own life, that's also enough of a reason. Like what like what led to that? And I think it all that 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 also points back to Frankie. Or if it was fear and she walked too far backwards and fell, again that's an accident, but guess whose fault it was? It's Frankie's fault. Yeah. Okay, so some people will posit that there's a theory regarding the hauntings and that have nothing to do with the Sorrells um, and more to do with the actual ground that the building sits. So guess what? This house is actually the southernmost point of the British horseshoe-shaped earthen fortifications during the siege of Savannah during the Revolutionary War. Um, And that's later developed into Madison Square. And it is possibly situated directly on a place where many historians believe were British barracks. And um, so in 1779, there was a like an ill-conceived assault in October, um, which historians said was the bloodiest hour of the entire American Revolution with well over a thousand casualties on record. I was like, welcome to COVID, where we had that daily Um, for quite some time. (laughs) But back in the day, people getting killed with muskets. Uh, Yikes. And on top of that, so this house being where the barracks are, uh, le- the, the story is, is that a cannonball came through and killed 12 British soldiers in these barracks during the battle. And How big was this cannonball? Have you seen The Patriot? No. Oh my gosh. 
So I used to I used to think they were funny and like, oh, it's a cannonball. It's not going to do much. But like those things, they take off like limbs. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And then like, don't stop. They don't stop. And like as they're rolling, they will just take your leg off. Like, it's crazy. But there's a scene in The Patriot where like a cannon shoot. Like, I have to say, not a Mel Gibson fan. Who is? But, like, when they shoot the cannon and it comes directly towards the camera, it's a beautiful scene. And then <laughs> it goes through, I believe, the American army at the time. And they show you how, like, the cannon just took out so many people with one ball, essentially. I'm like, yeah. okay, so pick up the ball, put it in your cannon, fire back. I get it. You're all hurt. But what's the worst that could happen? I mean, but also if you got hit first, then maybe this this cannon took off your shoulder, and now you don't yeah. have an arm to pick up with which to you pick up. Hand. Use the other. What's gonna happen? You're gonna die. I think you're already on the way there, buddy. <laughs> Do something. Also, the way they did war back then, stupid. Look, I can say this with 2021 vision, but like stupid the whole line thing never made sense to me and they were like there are rules to war and i'm like but why yeah i mean i i comprehend it but i'm also like with you i'm where i'm like why like i i I get the rules to the engagement but also why are we playing by these rules yeah i was like i'm not gonna stand there take this i'm gonna go up behind him and do a little do a little work you know yeah like why should i have to sacrifice myself like this it just doesn't make sense and this is like uh, okay we're not getting into a historical debate again on another episode <laughs> <laughs> we've somehow wound up like a hundred like in the, the previous century just, looking at very different details but i mean these the, these are the things that matter because like yes if, so the the 12 british soldiers the barracks keep going yes. so when i was watching the buzzfeed unsolved episode spoiler alert um they it is common that they will see or i say they visitors will see a like apparition or like a shape of what looks to be a soldier. And that is what was spotted um, potentially on camera during their episode. And so it was really, really compelling, at least like the thought of that's where all of this would start. Um, In addition, I believe that there was a young girl who liked to play hide and seek that has been spotted. And there was additionally a I'm sorry, excuse me? Mm Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah, see, that's where I draw the line, too. No. Because, you know, I'm going to say it. Children scare the shit out of me. And so one time I was at, I believe, I can't remember which sibling's house I was at, but one of my nieces came to the side of my bed and was like, I had a nightmare. And, like, you know, can I sleep beside you? Except I was dead ass asleep, right? (laughs) And I said children scare me and (laughs) i love all of my nieces and nephews more than i love myself 
However, when she woke me up in the dark, everything in my body wanted me to scream. <laughs> I I can't even like liken the scream to anything because I feel like it's like in Hercules, there's like this one scream or like SpongeBob screams yeah. with his eyelashes waving, like that kind of scream. And, like, I didn't, thankfully, because I would have screamed in the face of a four-year-old. And, like, how do you explain that away? And I <laughs> just, like, was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But then I was, like, staring at her the whole time, like, are you a demon? <laughs> like, it was just terrifying. I'm like, I don't, I don't fuck with, like, imaginary kids or, like ghost kids yeah i've seen too many movies i have seen people's nightmares on film no thank you look the worst thing that can happen is somebody else comes along and you play with them it's fine i'll be over here not doing that but i feel like i've heard of stories of like people sorry to derail but like of people having um children haunt their like apartments or their homes or whatever and they like talk to the spirit and like, like if it was a, a little girl, a little boy who will like slam doors and stuff and they go, you know, like Thomas, yeah, I don't want to play today. And then the, like the slamming stops. But have you heard of Annabelle? Heard of, uh, we don't have to go down this road. I'm No, that's so... how that started <laughs> is that there was like a little girl and a win the doll and like, that's the real story. Wait, Annabelle's a real story? Yeah. So is Robert the doll. I'll do that one with you. I'll do both. We don't also don't have to. They're my greatest fears. Dolls. <laughs> I hate dolls. Hate them. I would rather, like, have a snake in my face than a porcelain doll. <laughs> that's actually, that's fair. Like, so we're, we're going to go down that together. I'll do both of those in one episode and... Both of us can just be so uncomfortable because I'm I have if anyone's seen the word or the movie Rat Race with the the guy Rowan Atkinson he plays Mr. Bean he's like I've got goose pimples that's what I have right now and because uh, I mean I'm talking about it and I'm just like holy shit but yeah Annabelle's not like the creepy doll that you see she's actually a raggedy Ann and uh, yeah the story itself is like different than the movies mm-hmm. but it's based off of a real thing and robert the doll robert the doll is real we'll do an episode every time you say robert the doll i hear raul doll continue to hear that great Ra- raul doll. my poor brother is named robert so i'm like robert the doll because <laughs> <laughs> i can't just say annabelle because i don't know that many annabelles and like when you say annabelle you're thinking that bitch gonna kill me. Yeah. But when you just say Robert, you're like, who? Especially on this podcast, you're like, your brother is a haunted doll. That would make sense. <laughs> but sorry, back to the Sorrel Weed House. Yes. Blaze at four twenty. Um, it, it was featured in the Wall Street Journal in two thousand nine due to its haunted reputation, and USA Today's. 10 best website listed it as a top 10 Halloween travel destination. Didn't know we had that. It's also listed by Disney's Babbel 
as the fifth most haunted place in the United States. How do you but rank that? I don't either. I was like, Babel, where have you been? I've seen worse. This is nothing. <laughs> um, and then Condé Nast wrote that Savannah is one of the eight best cities to visit at Halloween, citing the Sorrel Weed House's reputation for paranormal activity as a great way to spend Halloween. However, Savannah has way better things like awesome graveyard tours. So hot take, check out Savannah. If you're there, catch the Sorrel Weed House. It has a great architecture. If you're in there, I know you hear footsteps upstairs, but obviously no one can be up there because it is condemned. As far as I'm aware, I might be thinking of somewhere else, but I'm pretty sure this one's condemned. And then, uh, but yeah, you get to go into the barracks of a former revolutionary war site, but really it's a house. And you know, you get to tell the British, Hate to break it to you, but you lost two times, in <laughs> fact. And maybe that's it. They're, the The spirits of those soldiers are like constantly being taunted by the other side, casually just existing for hundreds you know, of years. It's just like I get it, but at the same time, like you're kind of American now at this point because you've been <laughs> here so long. Surely you're naturalized. Yeah, I mean, you're more American than half of us. So, really, you could just chill it with the bad vibes. But, you know, I'd have to see it for myself to see what I see. I would totally take a full selfie video the entire time I was there and just be like, what the shit? What the shit? What the shit? But uh, I think most of it's me psyching myself out. Yeah, I mean, I've, I I will have you have to have you tell me about it. I'm not going. And I'm not you watching them videos. I'll talk you into it. <laughs> Good luck. Just like, you know, we're going to have, when the Cecil reopens, we're going to have our uh, first, like, you know, listener event there. It's going to be great. I'm wincing so hard right now. <laughs> I mean, think about it. If you had a ghost roommate who was just helpful, it was like, don't forget to brush your teeth. And you're like, oh, shit. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I forgot about that. Or, like, stop the microwave before your popcorn burned. And I feel like that's the kind of ghost I would be. Like, for me, I think I would, like, if you're in the shower and the right, you know, like, how they'll write on the mirror, allegedly. Mm -hmm. Write on the mirror. I'd be like, don't forget, call at 9 (laughs) a.m. Not some sort of, like, red rum shit, because honestly played out like where's my helpful honda ghost (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so on the spooky meter of things that you've heard what would you rank this one to ten ten being so spooky you cried a little bit um i mean this was actually i think i I pumped myself up i would say this is probably like a round of of, actually no because i okay like four Yep, I figured. I figured you would be, like, at a four, but I wanted to see if you were going to psych yourself out to be like, can I leave, please? (laughs) (laughs) I think the fact that people are, like, still doing tours and stuff and, like, kind of going through that space, it's like, it can't be that bad. Right. But then again, they still tour, like, haunted, allegedly, prisons. And I'm like, this is so disrespectful. Like, or haunted 
allegedly, asylums? And I'm like, mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, open to the public, like, scare nights and stuff. And I'm like, this is, welcome to America. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Like, it causes me, like, duress. Because I'm like, people died here from neglect and abuse. And we're going to just... We're just going to turn that into a tourist spot. Let's commercialize it and make a buck off it. That's the American way. That's what we do here. And yeah, but you know, that's what, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't go on the, I can't. <laughs> it was like, what rant am I going to go on today? I don't know. It's 420. Of course, this is going to publish on 422, but we recorded it on... So it'll National. be 420, too, by the time people see it. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> totally right. Well, I suppose we can call that a picture wrap for the Sorrel Weed House, or I guess audio wrap. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, and as always, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at T-A-L-K-A-B-T-F-A-C-T-S and email at ltatfpodcast at gmail.com I am Elizabeth Fury and with me today was Vaughn, hey y'all, y'all know who it is yep, the count of dogs don't don't worry, I didn't forget <laughs> and we will be back next week I think, maybe I'm going to write that double parter and see if I can convince this guy to come back and get his pants scared off because that one is actually scary <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to get the cliff notes about it because you know me. (laughs) I can talk you into just about anything. That's not where I was going, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I will catch all of you guys later. Stay safe, wear a mask. Don't talk to strangers unless you want to meet somebody. Bye.